This episode is sponsored by me, Andy Hill, the host of this show. If you're looking for someone to support you on your family, wealth, and happiness journey, I'm taking on a select number of coaching clients this year. To work with me one-on-one for your family finances, go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more. This is the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast with Andy Hill, session number 41. This show is dedicated to helping you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Thank you for listening today, everybody. Today's show is supported by U.S. Legal Forms. My wife, Nicole, and I used this service to get our last will and testament set up when our daughter, Zoe, was born. It was a simple and quick process, and we were able to finish it in just a few hours. If you don't have a will in place, go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash will to get it set up today. If you use that link, you are protecting your family and you're supporting this podcast. Again, that's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash will. Okay, let's dive into today's exciting episode. I usually end the shows with a quote, but today... I'm going to start with one, and it's one that I've been thinking about a lot lately. Warren Buffett, the Oracle of Omaha, or the billionaire investor, he once said, never depend on a single income. Make investment to create a second source. All of the entrepreneurial stories, the interviews that I've completed or heard on this show, or really any other podcast for that matter, have taken those words, taken Mr. Buffett's words to heart. If you're going to create some serious wealth for yourself or your family or your family's family, (laughs) doing that on a single income is going to be pretty difficult. Now, saving and long-term investing are crucial pieces to the wealth building puzzle for sure. But uh, let's just say the puzzle for financial independence can be put together a whole lot faster when you increase your income. Sorry for all the puzzle references, everybody. Zoe and Calvin and I have been doing a lot of puzzles lately. (laughs) Okay, do me a favor. Imagine you have an extra $1,000 per month of income. What would you do with that money? Would that make the months a little less tight around the house? How about an extra $5,000 per month? How would that change your life? We're living in one of the most opportune times to become an entrepreneur. The availability of free, helpful, and actionable information has never been easier than it is today. There are books, podcasts, even just YouTube. I mean, you can literally learn anything you want. As an example, I learned how to create this podcast that you're listening to right now from watching just a few hours of free YouTube videos. Shout out to Pat Flynn. I'll put the link in the show notes there. (laughs) With all of this great information out there, I believe everyone has the ability to become a successful entrepreneur and increase their income. We just have to hustle and we have to be hungry. To throw some gas on the uh, 
income generating fire we've created here. I've invited Grant Sabatier from Millennial Money on the show today. Grant is the epitome, the epitome of entrepreneurial success. When he was 24 years old, Grant only had $2.26 to his name. But before his 30th birthday, just five years later, he became a millionaire. Yeah, a millionaire. (laughs) Grant's business ventures, his ability to invest at a young age, and his general understanding of Mr. Buffett's philosophy that we can't live on a single income source... All of those things have allowed him to create a very comfortable life for himself and his new bride. His zero to millionaire hero story has been featured on NPR, MSNBC, and even his hometown newspaper, the Chicago Tribune. And now Penguin Random House will be publishing his first book. On the show today, Grant and I discuss how he created massive income for himself through entrepreneurship, how investing his hard-earned money has helped him become a millionaire. And lastly, Grant shares how you can get started on your entrepreneurial journey. If you are interested in learning how you can increase your income and get more out of life, join me today for this conversation. You will not be disappointed. Okay, without further delay, let's start our inspiring income-generating interview with Grant Sabatier from Millennial Money. All right, everybody, welcome to the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast. We have an excellent guest here today, Grant Sabatier. How you doing, Grant? What's up? Good to see you, Andy. Could you tell the audience just a little bit about yourself to get started? Yeah, sure. I'm Grant Sabatier. Uh, I am 32 now. Uh, My story, uh, you know, I'm the founder of Millennial Money. Uh, I've launched multiple companies, and basically my simple story is in 2010, I found myself with $2.26 in my bank account living back home with my parents, uh, 24, unemployed, no prospects. And from that point, uh, five years later, I had a net worth of over $1 million and reached financial independence the next year. So did it through a mixture of aggressive side hustling and investing. And yeah, it was. Uh, I was actually just writing a post today. It was like reflecting back now at this time of the year, I always reflect back and it was actually a pretty stressful experience. I'm not going to lie. It's a pretty tough thing to to do in that period of time. Well, that's an incredible story in such a short period of time, too. And you are in your young 30s. So, man, congratulations on where you are in your life right now. That's super inspiring. And I know that'll inspire a lot of people who are listening today. Let's break down that story a little bit and maybe walk through a little bit of Grant's life. So where where did you where did you grow up? Where did you attend college? Let's 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 go back a little bit. All right, let's take it back. So I grew up in the Washington, D.C. suburbs in this little uh, two-square-mile, basically, city right outside the city called Falls Church, Virginia. And it's a quaint place. It had its own school system, and, you know, it had its own little police department. So even though I grew up so close to D.C., it was really like I grew up in a small town. So ended up graduating with a class of about 150, and probably about half of my graduating class had been there since kindergarten. Wow, wow. Okay, so and then after you grew up, you you attended college and did you know that you wanted to get into this entrepreneurial lifestyle right away or did you attend college and 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 plan for the JLB? Oh man, not at all. So I actually studied philosophy. I went to the University of Chicago and I, you know, I studied the mo- the least practical degree on earth, honestly. 
Um, and I really wanted to be a writer. That was kind of my dream. So, you know, I was writing a bunch of fiction at the time and it's actually pretty funny because really what financial independence has bought me is the ability to write. And that's, you know, why I started the blog and I'm writing a book and, um, yeah. So basically back then I, I didn't really want to be an entrepreneur. Honestly, I didn't, I wanted to be a writer. Um, I became an entrepreneur out of necessity when I had no money at 24, I realized that the world's wealthiest people had a few things in common. And one of those was that they're entrepreneurs and they have diverse income streams. So I was like, Hey, if that is how the wealthiest people got there, I need to do that too. So I, I really took on money making as a science. Um, and that doesn't have really anything to do with my background. I was, I've just always been kind of a thinker and I knew that I could kind of hack money and solve this problem because I was like, I cannot work for the next 40 years of my life. Well, that's, that's incredible. It's good, it's good to hack money and to fig- figure this all out. And, it, and if what you can do is create a life where you're able to write and enjoy, enjoy your time, that's, that's incredible. So let's talk about those, those, uh, that entrepreneurial journey. What, what did you do initially to get out of that uh, $2.26 and start making some money? What was, the, what was the first couple of steps you made in your entrepreneurial journey? Yeah. So, um, the first thing I needed to do was build an in-demand skill set. So I was 24, I could write, you know, I bounced around a few companies, but you know, I really didn't have that marketable of a skill set, you know, writers, you know, just being like a writer, I was like, you know, maybe I can make $50,000, but $50,000 is not going to be enough. And so looked out into the world. I knew a little bit about marketing, you know, I was pretty good with computers. And so ended up teaching myself digital marketing from the ground up in about 60 days. Um, just studied it super hardcore, uh, pretty much using YouTube videos and like Google tutorials. And through that process, you know, I learned really all the components of digital marketing enough to, at the time, you know, just digital talent was in demand. And I interviewed for a digital agency, never having worked at a digital agency. I was so intense and so passionate about the top topic uh, they hired me, and in that one-year period, I basically learned uh, all I could about digital marketing. My starting salary was fifty thousand dollars, and by the end of that first year, I was actually making four hundred thousand dollars because I'd taken those digital marketing skills, and with every free moment that I had, I was you know repackaging them and selling them to other companies uh, you know that my agency didn't work with. Wow, that that is incredible. So how, how did you how did you get your first client uh, in that uh, in that first year when you were trying to scale up? Yeah, I found that the 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 my my sort of niche it all started honestly with a Craigslist ad. Um, there was a local law firm in Chicago. Uh, they were looking for a new website and oddly enough they posted it on Craigslist. This was <laughs> a time, you know, I mean literally that's when things like this were happening. And I just reached out to him and I had a good pitch and a good story. And I was kind of so nervous about it. I, I charged them $500 to build the, 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 the website. And this is at the time, you know, WordPress, uh, you know, which now powers like what, like 30% of the internet. It wasn't that popular then, but it was really easy to work with. Uh, and so I built a WordPress website for the law firm. And funny enough, basically three months later, I built uh, a website for another law firm using the same template and I got paid $50,000. So that wow. was kind of a breakthrough moment for me. So you found that your, your price was a little bit low compared to what the market would, uh, would bear. Yeah, I think that a lot of people just don't maximize their value. You know, they're so afraid um, of, un, you know, basically like just not getting the job. And so they really undercut it or they undervalue themselves. And one of the things, this is one of the things I've been like deep into writing uh, in my book about is, you know, building wealth more than anything else it's about the, uh, the perception of the value that you create 
not the actual value. And so basically the same website that took me the same amount of time to build the perceived value and the need was higher for the law firm that paid me 50 grand. And I was able to realize that. And actually one of my mistakes is later on, I figured out that the, the firm would have paid me up to a hundred thousand dollars. So even in that case, I sold myself short. Wow. Well, I mean, do you think that the $500 price that you gave originally was you also building confidence in yourself that you could do this as a business? Sure. I mean, I think you have to start somewhere and, you know, $500 is still $500. Absolutely. Whoa, I'm making this on the side. So I was so stoked, but I was like, you know, there's something here. Like they, they, they paid me that pretty quick. Um, and then there was a lot of crazy things I was doing at the same time with every, really where you make your money on websites is in the maintenance fees. And so, you know, all these websites, it's like, you know, they're used to paying, you know, at the time these law firms were interested, you know, used to paying like maintenance fees for their telephones and for their office stuff. And so paying maintenance fees for their website was supernatural. And so I was able to charge them like, you know, $100, $200 at first a month. And that's just recurring revenue. Like rarely anything would need changing or go wrong. It just became pretty passive income in a lot of sense. And so at one point that year, you know, I, I had gosh, probably six or seven different law firms uh, and one other business that were paying me a recurring monthly fee of about four grand total uh, just for maintenance on their websites. That's great. So it sounds like you got a little bit of a niche in the law firm area. And that, did, you, did you scale to different industries after that? Yeah, totally. Um, I was just a hustler. I'd build anyone a website. And so it actually was pretty fun because I got to learn about a lot of different industry types. I built a big website for like the largest national national hydroponics chain. Wow. So like, you know, hydroponics growers. <laughs> yeah. And so I had to learn all about that business while I was building the website. And that was, you know, I built it for about 25 stores where that was a huge gig um, and a lot of fun. And then I built, yeah, I built like a dentist office one. I built a couple of real estate ones. The real estate ones were hard though. You know, you had to integrate like all the listings and those are kind of a pain. Um, but yeah, I, I built a, a lot of different sites at that time. So your skills on building these websites came from spending a good 60 days on YouTube and Google. And then your sounds like a couple of years, uh, working for a digital marketing agency. Now, I only worked for the digital marketing agency for 13 months. Oh, okay. So it actually, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't very long at all. Um, and yeah, le- learned a lot really quickly. The entrepreneur was busting inside of you, so you couldn't, you couldn't stay in the nine to five. I get it. <laughs> or I just, you know, I just had a lot of desire. I realized at that time I had the biggest asset available, which was time. Yeah. And, you know, at the time it was just like everything I was reading was like, invest as much as early as you can. And I was like, Yes. And I just did the simple math and I was like, whoa, you know, the market was at a downturn, you know, so it was, I got really lucky that I started investing at that time. Um, so, you know, I had, I had definitely some luck in this story, uh, but I just kept putting it away. I was like, Hey, my money making money. That's a great idea. Like, you know, I actually was laughing the other day cause I realized in the last three months I've made about $13,000 in profit off of one of my investments. And I flipped back to the first job that I had after college and I essentially traded 1,400 hours of my life for, um, for $13,000. So wow. <laughs> fu- funny how I was able to make that money in my sleep uh, just you know, over the past few months. Well, let's talk about that. So you, you started to build these businesses, and you started to get some great revenue in. And then at that same time, you said, hey, let me take advantage of investing. And then where did you invest? Was it a, a brokerage account? Did you do your... Uh, your typical Roth IRA, traditional IRA, where, where were you investing the money? Yeah, so I, um, 
I, I do at the time I was, I was maxing out my 401k when I had one at that company. And then when I started, we just went out on my own. I opened an SEP IRA, which is basically like a simple employment plan, uh, you know, for solo practitioners. And I just started investing in that. And you could actually invest up to $25,000 in that uh, each year. And so I was investing there, opened a Roth IRA. Uh, a majority of the money at the time I put into just simple index funds. And then um, I also took a little bit and invested in individual equities. So I'm a big, big Amazon guy. I've been investing in them since 2010. So that uh, has been really that has to be good. fruitful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I actually was laughing the other day. I realized that 40% of my net worth is actually in Amazon. Wow. Which is, I was like, oh, I don't know if this is a good thing, but I was like, wow, it's just, that's how it's become balanced, you know, cause that stock has grown, you know, just so exponentially. Yeah. So, uh, you started investing about what, about what year? Uh, 2010. 2010. So this was a great uh, downish time in the market. And over the past seven years, it has gone on this gigantic, uh, climb. So yeah, good timing. Absolutely. So, um, so Amazon, that was that's at like almost a thousand dollars a share right now. Yeah, yeah, it was over a thousand dollars for a while. Do you know where that? Do you know where that was when you started uh, uh, investing? Uh, the first shares that I bought were like around one hundred and sixty-seven dollars. Wow! <laughs> and so great. you know that 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 added up, and I and I just kept buying it. You know, I, I don't just own Amazon, so I was able to get on Facebook uh, shortly after their IPO, and then I ended up selling some of Facebook a little bit later to buy some real estate, but. Still have some Facebook, had some LinkedIn when they got purchased by uh, Microsoft. And so, you know, I just, I invest in those companies that I just use and that I believed in. And I was like, you know, these are definitely going to go up in value. You know, it was just kind of a rational connection for me. Excellent. So what, uh, what type of real estate are you in? Doing some buy and hold uh, real estate or different versions, commercial? No, I don't go commercial. Um, so I'm super into investing in lofts in Chicago. So I'm into like historic properties, like ones that are really unique and have a lot of character. Uh, and so I own three properties currently. Um, and that's kind of my portfolio. So I live in one and then I rent out the other two. So I'm not a crazy real estate investor. I actually just like having, you know, I'm a fan, like it's important to diversify my portfolio, but I don't know in the future how heavy I'll get into real estate. I tend to like the easier investments. And now it's just like, I've got a solid portfolio that just like, you know, makes cash, you know? And so, I don't have to be as aggressive with it in a lot of cases. Are you looking for someone to walk alongside you on your journey to family financial independence? Well, I would love to help you achieve your goals and help your family thrive. I work with couples, individuals, and families all around the U.S. via video chat and can assist in the following areas. Becoming debt-free, growing your net worth, crafting and sticking to your budget, reviewing Coast Fire plans, developing strategies to build generational wealth for your kids, and designing your future work-optional lifestyle. Doesn't that sound nice? <laughs> if you're interested in working with me one-on-one, -on -one, you can book a time with me by visiting marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching. I would love to help you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Visit marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more, or you can click the link in our show description. If you're looking to improve your financial situation, it helps when you're able to cut out unnecessary costs 
Cell phone services are a necessity for sure, but we don't need to be overpaying for them, right? That's why I like Tello Mobile, a phone service worth talking about. We've been fully on board as a family with Tello for over two years now, and we are so happy that we made the switch. For us, the reception and data service is better than Verizon, and our costs were nearly cut in half. Tello runs on the T-Mobile network and it's wowing new customers like us with their rock bottom prices and stellar service. With over 10,000 reviews, Tello is rated as excellent on Trustpilot, and this is quite rare in the wireless world. Nicole and I went for the unlimited data, minutes, and texting plan for only 25 bucks per month each. Isn't that crazy? You heard that right. $25 is their most expensive plan, actually. And Tello is running a special offer for MKM listeners right now. Check out Tello today at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello and use the code MKM20 to get 20% off on your first month of service for any Tello plan above that $10 per month mark. Again, use MKM20 to get 20% off at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello, and you'll be supporting this show. Hurry up, the code is valid until April 19th, 2024. Marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. Well, that's great, man. You're, you're, you're 32, you've got a great diversified portfolio, over a million dollars in your in your nest egg there, your net worth. What what excites you over the next ten to twenty years of your life? Is 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 taking more control of your time something you're interested in? What what's the next thing that's getting you fired up? Oh man, I'm just like really super excited for this millennial money journey because honestly, um, I just started the blog in 2015 for fun. Uh, it was just something I you know I travel a lot and you know I just would write when I was on planes and just. You know, it was just something that, that calmed me down. And I was like, I know a lot about money. I'm going to start writing about it. And then the blog really started taking off probably like eight months ago um, when I went from 5,000 to 300,000 visitors a month. And it just really just took off. And it was um, a lot of fun. And, you know, I got a book deal out of it. So I'm deep in the middle of writing a book. And I'm working, uh, you know, uh, publishing for um, – I'm writing it for Penguin Random House. And – you know, it's a, uh, it's a, dude, that's such an undertaking. Writing a book is so intense. I have an intense deadline and it's just like with a great publisher. And I, I think that that's going to open up a whole new chapter in my life that I'm really excited about. So this millennial money thing, I'm just really passionate about teaching people about money and sharing about money and, you know, taking, you know, you know, basically topics that people think are pretty complex and simplifying them and making them accessible. So, um, you know, the more money I can help people make, the more they can do in their lives. And honestly, Every email that I get from readers, like the ones that are like, oh, I got a $12,000 raise. Dude, those like feel so much better than any fifty dollars or $100,000 check, I can't tell you. That's great, man. That's great. Well, you are, you are helping people win and uh, take control of their money. A lot, of, a lot of confusion out there for people on what to do and how to do it right or sort of the old ways of thinking about money. So congratulations on, on being that resource for people. Um, I, I understand that you recently got married. Is that right? I did. I got married last August. Uh, my wife and I have been together 11 years, so we were dating a long time before we got married. But yeah, I've uh, been married for a year in this, uh, a year coming up here in August. Excellent, man. That's great. So I'm, I'm assuming she's been along for this entire ride if it's the 11 years. So do, do you guys work together on your current businesses? Does she do her own thing? How does that work? 
Oh, my wife is, a, is an anthropology professor at a university, so she actually could care less about money, which is pretty funny because uh, she's never read my blog. She's never listened to my podcast. And she's just like, you know, she just thinks it's hilarious. Like she's like, oh, Grant with his money project. You know, like she just, you know, she's just into other topics and other things. So, you know, money's my thing. And, you know, hers is, uh, you know, studying, you know, development economics and NGOs and those sorts of things. So That's it's, so it's, funny. That's such a great balance, though. I mean, yeah, my wife is sort of the same way. You know, we, we need that in our lives to because if we had if we married another money nerd like ourselves then we wouldn't be doing anything else so <laughs> oh yeah yeah I mean, she, she's just like happy that i'm into it because it's just good for our life obviously but you know she's just the whole millennial money blowing up and getting more popular you know she's just like that's hilarious like we were out eating in chicago we were eating lunch and someone came up and they're just like, are you Grant from Millennial Money? And my wife literally just got up and walked away. That's funny. That is so <laughs> funny. Yeah, I understand you guys got a lot of coverage for, uh, or you've got a lot of coverage for what you've been doing uh, through your site. Uh, I saw great, uh, read a great CNBC article, and it sounds like a lot of that, that fame has made, made, made its way to this book deal. So what, um, what can I ask the, uh, the, the you know, little peek under the cover, what's the, what's the plan for the book? Is this about your story, about how to, how to win? Oh yeah, so th- there's no title yet because yep. it's probably going to be something non-millennial specific. Mm-hmm. Um, but the basic premise of the book is that it's never been easier in history to make more money, and so I'm writing basically both a philosophical book and a transactional book. So a lot of it, I think, what holds people back is there's a lot of fear. You know, there's a lot of just you know millions of years of evolution. You know, we're we're wired into our routines and. You know, thankfully, we're at a time now where we know more about our brains and ourselves than ever before, and we can really use that to our advantage. And so, you know, there's a lot of things that just work. Um, there's a lot of crappy uh, advice out there, and so I dispel a lot of personal finance myths in there. And I'm basically like, hey, here's exactly what I did to go from two dollars and twenty six cents to a million dollars in five years. The more you implement of this, the, the, the more money you're likely going to make and the more successful you'll be. But even if you just want to use this to build a side hustle and make a couple extra thousand dollars, how you use your money is completely up to you. Um, and the central idea is money is essentially freedom. You know, it opens up opportunities and the ability for us to live a richer life. That's incredible, man. Well, uh, best of luck in writing it. I know that you love writing, so it'll probably be something you're very excited about. Um, so the the digital marketing companies, the website building companies, are you still doing that as part of your uh, business ventures right now, or did you uh, sell those, put them off to the side to do millennial money? How, how's that all working? Oh yeah, no, I'm still cranking away at all of the above. Yeah. So I have a, I have a lot on my plate. Um, I'm gonna probably be forced to make some tough decisions here soon. You know, I love digital marketing. I've got a big team. I've got a profitable company. You know, you you work so hard to build something and now it's an income producing asset. You know, it's kind of dumb for me to fully walk away. You know, it's, it's, it's just important to compartmentalize it and put it in its place because, um, you know, doing it all is, is tough. And I imagine there being more of a natural integration, you know, over the next six months or so. Excellent. Well, you, you said you've built a lot of businesses. Was there one that stood out so far that's been the most profitable for you or the one that you've been the most excited about, I guess? Um, that's a great question. Uh, so the most profitable one that I've built is definitely profitable in terms of 
sort of my per hour, you know, return is definitely been the blog, uh, in the millennial money project. It's amazing. I happen to write about the thing that is most monetizable, you know, it just so happens that writing about money, you know, you can profit off of it. Um, so that, that's been fortunate, but I'm, I'm giving away a lot of the money I make on millennial money and I'm investing it into a number of financial literacy initiatives and, uh, giving a lot of money to East Africa. And so, I mean, that's just kind of money that I can make a difference with, but certainly it's, it's, it's quite profitable. And then the other is just, just, I've had a number of, you know, digital marketing companies, which all in themselves, you know, the bigger the client you sell, uh, you know, the more money you're going to make, but I'm a big fan. And I write about this in the book, how build your life so you can scale it up and scale it down. Um, you know, as your, as your desires change, because, it's one of the things a lot of younger people don't realize is that what they want today is is probably going to be pretty different than what they want tomorrow. Excellent. Well, it, it, you talk, you touched on something there, the financial literacy initiatives and the and, and what you're doing um, uh, philanthropic wise in East Africa. A lot of a lot of times when we're in the personal finance world or 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 on some of these podcasts, it's all about what we can do to build our nest egg and and secure our our ourselves. Uh, it's it's rare um, that we, we we don't spend enough time talking about what true financial freedom and financial independence can do for you to help others. So please dive into a little bit about what you're doing with these uh, initiatives. Yeah, so uh, I'm working with my alma mater, University of Chicago. Uh, they have a financial literacy uh, curriculum that they built about four or five years ago that um, reaches out and is taught in probably about half the Chicago uh, public schools, most of the high schools, and it's basically you know teaching teaching kids about money. The curriculum needs an, a complete revamp, and so I'm working with the whole team there to revamp the curriculum. So that's going to be in about 300 high schools uh, next fall, which is super fun. Um, and I'm, I'm I'm actually donating money through that. So uh, people that basically take the class, you know, I'm part of a group. Uh, giving money to it where, you know, each student that takes the class will get $20 in an investment account. Uh, and so basically start them off, you know, uh, with something and, and, and just allow them to add to it over time and talk about, because a lot of people, it's tough to teach money unless someone has some money to invest. And so, you know, we want, we want to start them off on a good footing there. That is incredible. That is great. That's where we need to start with this. It's amazing how much schooling we go through, both through high school and college, and none of this stuff is taught to us. So congratulations on incorporating that into the programs as they, uh, it's, it's totally needed, totally needed. It's tough. It's tough. Kids are tough, you know. Yeah. That's what makes it challenging, but it's something that, you know, is a work in progress, and, you know, it, it will get better over time, certainly. Excellent. Well, at the beginning of the call, you said aggressive side hustling has been your key to success. So let's just assume somebody's listening and they're getting really fired up about uh, this uh, story that you have, but they really have no idea what to do side hustle-wise or entrepreneurial-wise. Do you have any suggestions or resources that they can look into to, I guess, find that spark for themselves? Yeah, so there's a number of things that you should do. There's kind of three principles. The first one is think about the things that you love and how you can make money from them. Uh, and that's really the, the, the place to start because so many people go out and try to make money doing things that they're not passionate about. And that's just a recipe for disaster. So the prerequisite is that you have to be doing something that engages you and that you love. Um, I really love digital marketing. It's both an art and a science. If you're an analytical person and you're not into it, you should definitely uh, check it out. The second thing with side hustles is 
Um, it's important to build skills uh, while you're making money. So a lot of people go out and say you're working for, you know, uh, you know, a delivery company or Postmates or, you know, uh, Instacart or Uber. And um, a lot of those things, it's like, you know, you're selling a commodity, you're getting people or groceries from one place to another, and you're essentially competing uh, on price. And, um, you know, the skills you're learning, you can learn some soft skills, people skills, but, you know, driving a car is not something that you can scale. And that leads me to the, 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 the third point, which is uh, focus on side hustles that can grow. And so, and that's not just online side hustles. So, you know, it's never been easier to launch any kind of company. Um, I got a great story. My old dog walker uh, in my neighborhood in Chicago, I was a young 22 year old kid, you know, from a local school. And he used to come by, walk the dog. You know, I probably paid him about 60, 80 bucks a week, uh, depending upon how many walks. And he basically, that's how he was making money. And one day I sat him down and I said, you know, something I've seen in our neighborhood, there's a lot more units and there's probably two or three times the number of dogs that people are walking on the street as opposed to a couple of years ago. I said, man, you know what you should really do? Instead of walking the dogs yourself, you should hire some of your friends to walk the dogs. You know, you're all students. You all need money. Just be the guy that connects with the customers and gets the customers. And there's so many dogs. If you just have a good reputation, you know, people are going to tell their friends, you don't even have to do any marketing. And so that's exactly what he did. And basically in a three year period, he went, you know, from making 60, $80 a week, maybe a couple hundred dollars a week dog walking to, he made a quarter of a million dollars last year uh, with his dog walking companies, 26 years old. That is incredible. What a great story. And, and what, a, what a good example of scaling, too, at, at taking yourselves out of, out of the commodity spot and, uh, and becoming the business owner. That's, that's an incredible story. It's an incredible story. Yeah, so when you can do all of that, the final piece, so those are the three methods to aggressive side hustling, invest as much of that money as you can. So at the time when I was all doing all these side hustles, I could have gone out and got a swanky apartment. I could have bought a new car. I could have done a ton of things, but I was living in an $800 a month apartment uh, and basically banking 100% of my side hustle income. So I was some months just putting away 100 grand. And the thing is, all that money that I got in there, you know, it was a lot of money, but the, the math still works with less money than that. You don't have to be putting away that money. Even like $50 a day can really fast track your retirement. But um, the key is to really make that money and then get that money making money for you. So every dollar that I made, say, you know, flipping mopeds in 2010 is worth 375 or $4 today. Wow. That's great, man. And you mentioned the blog has been uh, not only the most uh, uh, profitable, but most enjoyable for you lately. What, what ways, just to educate everybody, what ways are you making money from the blog? Yeah. So there's a lot of ways I make money from the blog. Um, affiliate marketing was certainly the most profitable for a while. So I'm a big personal capital or Bluehost affiliate. Um, and so I've got basically simple ideas. You know, I recommend a product, someone signs up. I only recommend products that I use. And so it's a natural fit. And then I get a commission for them. Um, I've recently added a number of student loan affiliates that have been paying out uh, really well. And so that's just money. You write the content, you, you know, you put in the links or the, the widget and, and you're making money every month and you really just got to focus on traffic. But, you know, I've sold some direct ads as well, uh, done a bit of sponsored content, but the biggest opportunities have actually been the, through the visibility that the website has generated. So, you know, getting the book deal, I get speaking engagements. I've gotten a couple consulting engagements. And then today, 
uh, I just launched the new millennial money course and we had a, a five figure launch day. So made uh, a bunch of money just with that course launch. And so it's all these sort of diversifying of assets on the platform. A blog is not a blog, it's a platform. And so the cool thing is once you get some reach, you can monetize that audience and that visibility in a ton of different ways. Excellent. And if people want to uh, get started on their blog, I'm sure you have a link on your website, which I will include in the show notes uh, for Bluehost, which is a great uh, partner I use as well. So uh, Grant, I know we're getting close to our time here. I really appreciate you taking the time and uh, educating everybody about your exciting story and where to really kill it with their with their businesses and their money so thank you very much where can people learn more from you man yeah uh check me out millennialmoney.com or you can just search millennial money in google that top result uh, millennial money on twitter uh you can check me out those are the two best places to reach me you can also listen every morning uh starting at 5 a.m to the millennial money minutes podcast personal finance in five minutes or less. Hey, Andy, this was a ton of fun. I really appreciate the conversation. And as I like to end a lot of my interviews, it's always important to chill as hard as you hustle. So I really appreciate it, Andy. No problem, man. Thank you. Excellent. I don't know about you all, but I'm feeling incredibly inspired by that conversation with Grant. He honed his craft in digital marketing. He scaled his business And then he took his earnings and invested them. This story creates a virtual blueprint for millionaire success that all of us can learn from. What I was most inspired about was his interest in giving back and helping others to succeed. And you could hear it in his voice when he he spoke about those initiatives for the university that he's working with and the schools. He's really excited about that type of philanthropy being a huge part of his financial future. Now, that's rich in my book. I hope that interview inspired you all to take some action. I know that I'm ready to go. If you're interested in learning more about Grant and his podcast and his new course on how you can earn and invest like he did, I have all of those links in the show notes at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash session 41. At that same link in the comments section, let me know if you're cranking away on some income generating side hustle or you're developing a business that is helping you win in the future. If you are enjoying the show, do me a favor and tell two friends about this podcast today. Talk to them in person, text them, email them. You can send a raven I guess I've been watching too much Game of Thrones. You don't have to send a raven. Just tell a friend any method you prefer. Just tell them why you're digging the show and how they can listen to it. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or they can listen directly on our site at marriagekidsandmoney.com. I would really appreciate it, everyone. In the spirit of growth and inspiration, I'm going to end the show with a quote today from Marlene Dietrich. There is a gigantic difference between earning a great deal of money and being rich. Best of luck with both earning and learning, everyone. Carpe diem.